Hello, my friend. My name is Haley Peters. I am your host of At the Bedside, and I am so happy that you're here. This podcast, I want this to be a safe space for us to come together and talk, to share our stories, to empower each other, to educate each other, and to help each other learn to heal from the things that are hard to talk about. This week, I'm here with my friend Karen. I I think we met in a due date group. Did we meet in the, like, I don't know. Avery was in like three due date groups because she ended up being born in December, but it was supposed to be February. <laughs> so we're in like three or four due date groups, but I think that's mm-hmm. how we met. Um, and I'm excited. Um, we've kind of just stayed connected on Instagram since then. Our babies have kind of grown up together um, and she's here. I'm going to, you know, of course, let her introduce herself a little bit better, but she's here to share her story with her son. And I'm excited to, to chat with her today. Hi, this is Karen. Um, I have a 20 month, 21, 20. Okay. Yes. He's 21. <laughs> month old baby. Do the math. <laughs> a year and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's really confusing to tell people, uh, this is how old my kid is and doing the math is ridiculous, but yeah, he's a year and a half. He is my rainbow baby. Mm-hmm. He was a um, really big baby. People thought I was having twins. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I had a huge belly. He actually, um, it's, it's funny. It's a really weird concept for me here. But um, they assume, uh, because I, have, I had a big belly, they assumed that I had gestational diabetes for some reason. So I had a, mm, I don't know if I could say that it was an easy pregnancy. It was not, to be honest. It was really painful. It was, he was a big baby. I constantly had to go to the doctor to just check on everything. And yeah, uh, I had a really long labor because he was a big baby and it ended up in a C-section. It was difficult um I didn't get the experience of um holding my baby or anything because um for moms who had like c-section they will understand when with the um shaking like the shakes you get after your c-section so it took me I don't know probably like it took me like 30 minutes to be able to hold my baby so I think that kind of delayed the process of getting like my breast milk coming in and the whole um getting to know your baby it it, okay it's been a while since I've been able to say something like this without like being judged by other people but I don't know if it was because of my experience with the c-section um but I felt disconnected with my baby I didn't feel that rush that people says like once you have your baby in your arms, you're going to feel this rush of like happiness and you feel like you were like, now you feel complete. I felt completely the opposite. Yeah. So I'm the type of person who doesn't like to talk about my, my birth in, like experience or the whole thing because I don't want to scare another mom. Because, of course, you were, like, expecting your baby excited and everything. And then someone is like, okay, I had it really bad. And this is what might happen to you. And they're going to be like, okay. So I try to just be like, oh, just be ready. Anything can happen. So I wish someone 
told me something like that instead of like tell me like oh be ready for this or that and just tell me like just be ready for anything that could happen because it did happen to me so so you were you labored you you didn't go straight into a c-section you did you were in labor for a while yeah 36 hours <laughs> oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah so they just yeah. Did, any, did something happen or you just ended up, you were tired or what kind of prompted the C-section? So um, my doctor told me, okay, um, you're kind of tiny and your baby's really big baby. And she pretty much said like, your uterus and everything is really small. So uh, he seems like he's like um, kind of like big on his shoulders so he might get stuck. So we don't know if you feel like comfortable trying us to like do it. And I was like, okay. I mean, she talked to me about that on the appointment that he was like a really big baby and he might get stuck and stuff like that. But she was like, but we will see. And they told me to get induced. Uh, I got induced at 39 weeks just to prevent that issue. So at first I was, I will say that I was like three centimeters um, dilated when I went to the hospital. So it was going well. I didn't get the epidural till like I was like seven. Yeah. So I was feeling fine. Then she broke my water and I don't know, for some reason he just, and I tried to do everything and it just didn't happen. And she touched me. She's like, yep, no, <laughs> it's not going to work out. And I was exhausted. Um, I couldn't eat at all because you can't eat when you're on labor. Um, I was in pain. I also had like um, an accident with my epidural. So it was like halfway in and halfway out. So it was just terrible, the whole the whole thing. So I was like, okay, just get them out because um, it was already like 12 hours since they broke my water and that's not safe for him. So I was like, yeah, I just, I just want him to be safe and yeah I had the c-section it took like 30 minutes and that was it <laughs> that was my baby there he was <laughs> uh he was almost nine pounds so he was pretty big <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> he was a big boy <laughs> wow so i i like what you said i want to kind of go back to that about how you don't want to scare other moms, but you wish that somebody like told you a different experience because all you right. hear is, oh, you're, everything's going to be good once you're holding them and mm -hmm. you're going to forget everything that happened, you know, and I don't think that's always the case. I don't think, I mean, at least certainly not for me. I didn't forget what happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, um, you know, you do, if you have a delay, like holding your baby after, you know, your C-section or your delivery, there is kind of that delay of feeling connected because you didn't get that right away. You know, they pull the baby out, put the baby on your chest, like immediate. I mean, it was, it was 24 hours for me. So, I mean, I can totally relate to like, kind of, you know, the first time I saw her, I held her for like five seconds after the C-section until they took her to the NICU. And then after that, I was seeing her on FaceTime and it's like, you know, it felt like that's my baby, but it's also like, who is this? Like, this is just a baby right. that I'm looking mm -hmm. at. It's kind of, 
like when they tell you, oh, just wait until this stage, just wait until they're a toddler, just wait until they walk. It's like you don't want to tell someone something negative, but I think mm-hmm. it does need to be talked about. Like your birth experience and feeling connected to your baby at first may not be exactly what you think it's going to be. And that's mm-hmm. okay. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just a different variation of the experience. Yep. I I think that people have this misconception of um, that all women is the same, that all women have to have the same like birth experience. And I met this friend and she was pregnant and she was like, how was it? How was your birth? And I was like, um, it was not nice, but that doesn't mean that yours is going to be like that because mm-hmm. everything can happen. Just be prepared. Just um, trust yourself, trust your God, and just things are going to come like organically and you're just going to know what you're supposed to do. But I had a lot of like comments from other people saying, this is the way you should be. This is how it's going to be if you don't do this or if you don't do that. And it's like, okay, this is not what I'm supposed to hear. I just want the the part where you say, okay, it's not going to be easy, but you will get through it. It's going to be okay. Just trust yourself. If someone told me that, probably I would have handled the first, like the first month of my son's like birth differently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's just difficult to talk about stuff like that because no one does it. I've never talked to a mom who will say, oh yeah, this is what it really happened. But I, I went through that, but I'm fine now. So everyone can be okay. Like you got this. I never heard that. It's just like either it's like super negative or either it's like super good. Like you'll think, wow, this person is perfect. (laughs) I think it's hard because it's not even that you want to hear like negative experiences, but you just want Mm -hmm. to hear like the real experiences because everyone sees like the nice Instagram posts and the perfect Mm -hmm. birth stories and it's like that can happen and it's I think it's incredible if your birth and your labor goes exactly how you envision it and it does happen for some people but it doesn't happen for a lot of people and just exposing yourself to it and talking about it I think can Mm -hmm. help because it does you carry it with you in their first couple months of life and you don't get a chance to process what happened because now mm-hmm. you're a brand new mom and you have this newborn and they have all of their needs and they're up and they're crying and all the things so you don't you don't really get a chance to go back and think about what just happened to you exactly yes you just you're just surviving you're, you don't have you don't have time to process absolutely anything they think still just now that been thinking in like okay i could have done something different back then mm-hmm. but already pan passed and you can't do anything about it so i think um just i could tell people who's gonna be like a parent now it's just i'll say just be present mm-hmm. i think because now there's a lot of stuff that i wish i did but I was just so concerned about other stuff that I now regret that because I didn't do those things. And now I'm like, 
okay, now my baby's old. Now what I do? <laughs> what do I do? Well, I think you did incredible. <laughs> I think you are an incredible mother. And I think any of us can go back and think, you know, I wish I would have done this differently or I wish I was more present. Like it's, it's very hard for me too. Like I'll have a moment, especially like we were talking about before this, when they go to bed, then you sit and you think about everything that happened that day. And you're like, man, I could have done this better. Or I could have been more present here. Or, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to feel like you're present in their life 24 seven, but also still feel sanity in your own mind because (laughs) you can't Mm -hmm. like, just give your all 24 seven and not take care of yourself. But you feel like that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You're a mom. And I yeah. think that that's a big stigma is that you don't have time to take care of yourself. But in order to be a more present mom, I think you have to even if that time is when they're napping or is when they're sleeping or is, you know, after all the chaos of the day has happened, like you have to, to have time to process the day and just your emotions as a mom in order to be present for them right yeah it's really difficult sometimes to okay i i had at first the thought of me being selfish because i wanted to like start thinking okay i'm not the same person i'm someone that someone else i'm I'm not the same the same karen that i was like before having my baby i'm i'm not a wife and a mother so Mm. that's now I have to find myself again. And if you're trying to find yourself, but you are also parenting, you don't have really the time to do both things. Like, well, that's how I felt. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna put my baby first and I'll figure myself out later. And I think that's one of the worst mistakes that parents can do because um at the end of the day you're your own person yeah and if you don't feel fulfilled with the life you're having right now and with yourself what can you teach to your kid they're just gonna see this distressed out parent the annoyed parent the overstimulated parent but they're not gonna see you on that part where like you are doing something that you love I don't know, painting or whatever you like, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to see that side of you and be like, huh, that's really cool. My dad likes to do this. Or my mom likes to do this. They will never be able to see someone like that unless you start taking the time to be like, okay, now I'm different. Now I have to find myself. I need to rediscover myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a process. <laughs> I'm yeah. still trying to figure out myself now. It's it's taking me a while because stuff that I used to enjoy and I used to like, now I don't like them. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've found now other things that make me happy. And it's, it's things that I can also share with my family, with my husband and my son. Mm-hmm. So that... I realized that it makes me really happy to be able to share something that I like with them. I think that's so important because like you said, you, after you have a, a baby, you, you're kind of reintroduced and rediscovering yourself because you're not the same person. You, mm-hmm. 
after having a child, you can't be the same person. And you're kind of meeting two people. You're meeting your baby and learning who they are. And then you're meeting yourself now. And then, like you said, you may not like the things that you liked before. The, the time that you have, you may not want to spend it doing the things that you did before. And you, you're just kind of figuring out who you are. But it can't be, like I, I hear a lot of moms say that they're going to wait to figure out who they are until their kid goes to school. But that's usually like four or five years into being a parent. And I mean, if your your kid needs to see you, you know, being a person in those formative years, like they're soaking up so many things in these early years, even if we don't realize it, like, just like all I'll say things, and I'll hear Avery repeat them now. And I'm like, when did you like, when did you want to do that? And she's like, I'll drop something. And she's like, Oh, and she'll like, cuss at me. And I'm like, No, wait. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to learn that. And it's like, they're just absorbing so much. And I always want part of what she's absorbing to be loving herself and loving her body and taking care of herself. Because I don't want her to have to be learning that as an adult, you Mm -hmm. know, because I think so many of us, you know, just have had to learn that we didn't get that in our childhood. And we have to learn how to take care of ourselves as we're older. And it's just hard. It's hard to do all the things. It's a lot easier said than done to Mm -hmm. balance everything. But I think it's crucial that we try. And I think people worry, moms especially, worry about being perfect and worry about their kids seeing them be imperfect. But your kid's going to see you try. And that's the most important thing. Right. Yes. I I never like thought about okay, I'm gonna have a little person observing mm-hmm. everything I'm gonna do, everything I'm doing, and it didn't sink in till I saw uh my son being excited about music. Mm-hmm. And then he will see that I will dance or I'll, that music makes me happy and he's like, Yay. <laughs> And you see them so lit and it's like, okay, this person is really learning from me. Yeah. What do I do? And you start thinking, am I doing the right thing? Is this what I'm supposed to do? But I, I think this, there's no like perfect. There's yeah. never going to be a perfect parent out there. That I mean, I know we see all the time on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, families that show their houses like, perfect and their kids are perfect and the mom seems perfect but it's like um this is not what i need to see this is i i, I want to see some something real yeah because we we don't have perfect lives people regular people i would say regular people don't have like <laughs> perfect lives everyone has their own issues yeah and we all have our days same as our kids so that's something that i want to see but I see their perfect lives and I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing something wrong? And you start doubting yourself and you um, start thinking that maybe you're not a good parent because you see other people's lives and it's like, no, this is not good. 
Mm. But then you see your kid, you see your kid at home enjoying something simple with you. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really difficult, but I, I'm trying to come on terms with the fact that I'm my own person. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, if happy mom is happy baby, a happy marriage, everything. If mom is not happy, nothing is not going to work in the house. <laughs> Nobody's happy if mom is not Nobody happy. is happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and it's, it's funny, but um, my husband is the one who's been constantly pushing me like, you got to do something that makes you happy. Do you got to do something that makes you happy? Because I can see that there's things that are making you unhappy. Yeah. And so I, at first I didn't want to believe it, but then I started like looking at myself and the way that I was like handling stuff with my kid or my marriage. And I realized, okay, something needs to change mm -hmm. because I, I, I basically and emotionally it's coming out. Yeah. And I guess it's just also, the the narrative that people has about moms that we have to have everything in control mm -hmm. so for me to um let other things go or put on hold other stuff so i can try to like find myself was like kind of like shocking because i was like um okay i'm not being a a good mom because I'm failing because I have to put stuff on hold so I can focus on myself if the always the thought that I had is like I'm being selfish because I see other moms like handling everything perfectly but then here I am trying to like you know be afloat over everything <laughs> but I, instead I'm drowning and it's like what am I doing what am I doing help yeah so yeah but I also been learning about being present and just like take one day at a time. Just yeah. tomorrow's a new day. Just focus on the present. Just focus on today. And we'll see about tomorrow. But yeah. it's really difficult when you're a mom. It is. I think it's important to remember too that even when you do see people on social media with like perfect lives and houses and they're being the perfect parent, like it is a comparison game but it is their highlights. Like they're sharing what they choose to share. And mm -hmm. I mean, they turn off the camera and they have things that they think are imperfect and they have times where they might yell at their kids and then feel bad about it. Or, you know, they might sit down at the end of the day and think about all the things they could have done better. And we're all going through the same things. <laughs> just mm -hmm. differently. And I don't think you realize like, looking back how much your like birth experience and labor experience shapes you as a parent until like now we're almost two years later and I'm like oh you know that it plays a big influence and you don't realize because you don't get that time to talk about it yeah I I can relate on the same um we okay we didn't have the same like experience of like you having Avery and Nikki. I had my son for like a whole week too, uh, but that was because he got jaundice and 
it's just like the whole experience that I picture in my head, mm-hmm. it was a whole different scenario. It was like, okay, you got a C-section, then you can hold your baby right away. And then you have to put a ba- your baby somewhere else and just take mm-hmm. him just for five minutes to feed him, then just put it back and just see them there. Yeah. And it's like, uh, where's the part when I'm starting to hold my baby and just like, go home? Yeah. Yeah. Where's where's all the snuggles and the the newborn cuddles and there they she was under the lights for a little while. So I could I mean it wasn't that long but she was under the lights for a little while and it was like you know what are you I'm just supposed to look at you like and coming from a background like I was working in labor and delivery and I would take care of babies under the billy lights and you know I'd be the one telling the moms like okay you can take baby out to feed them and change them and then you got to put them back and now like if I was a mom on the other side, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, you want me to just hold my baby to feed them and then put them back? Like, that's insane. So I don't know who we have to talk to about the jaundice situation, but I think that there's a better way to do the Billy lights. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was um, traumatizing for me to just hear my baby uncomfortable yeah. and not be able to hold him because he's supposed to be there. Yeah. Otherwise, he's not going to get better. But you feel so bad seeing them uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you feel so, uh, I don't even know. It's just, it's just a horrible, horrible feeling that somehow at first I was just like mad at myself because at first I thought that it was my fault that this was happening, that he is like that because of me that I didn't do everything perfect in my pregnancy. But then I realized that it's stuff that just happens. Like not everyone is going to have a perfect birth. Yeah. And my lesson, I wish it was, but (laughs) the result is a healthy baby now. Yeah. He is thriving. He's happy. He's healthy. And that's part of the past. Just, just want to keep just moving forward. I just want to thank you for being here and for sharing your story so openly and for talking about all of these things that are hard, because I think that the more we talk about them, the more we bring awareness to them, the more normalized it gets. For right. other things. And yeah, I just want to say you're doing an incredible job and thank you for being <laughs> here. <laughs> well, thank you. I also been following your journey. <laughs> um and I'm also really proud of you and you also like encourage me to see our kids like growing in the same way and seeing that they're happy and healthy and they just feel hanging in there <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I totally agree and, and thank you for saying that I will I will put Karen's Instagram handle in the show notes if you want to follow her and, and make sure you're following at the bedside on Instagram to stay updated on all of the future episodes that we'll be releasing. And thanks for being here.